You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 387th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hiya, Matt, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Western Massachusetts coming at you live. Uh, KMOZ WXPY Radio bringing the hits. All the oldies are coming back. Giro d'Italia, many others on the docket for the next hour ad free actually i think there's an ad in the middle <laughs> yeah, i think there's an ad yeah. yeah yeah did i i i think i've told you guys i'm gonna be on the side of the road at um the giro this year mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm going to italy and I, i'm gonna be at stage 17 it's the um so close it looks like a cool so stage close. yeah it's a you Labarone. really screwed the pooch on that one um I'll be. I may be there at the start of stage sixteen, over by uh, Lake Garda. I don't know if any Sounds slow ride lovely. podcast listeners want to give me some hot tips on where to spend uh, time. I've been landing into Milan and then heading over to the mountain resort village of Paganella to go ride some mountain bikes. Pretty stoked. Um, Sounds but pretty good. What should I do in Italy to you guys? I'm actually concerned. Uh. What what are our suggestions for you yes. to do? Being uh-huh. that we've been to Italy so much. No, for the Giro. Oh, you know, okay. like, like yeah, what should yeah. I do? Like they, I have not asked for a press pass, assuming Fool. they wouldn't give me one for no. on the side of the road. They would give you one. They'll give it to anyone, as we proved in Richmond, Virginia. What <laughs> what can I do to make you proud to get on TV for stage seventeen? Like, where should I post up? Uh, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know. You know, I think we'll have to see the race situation and, and see what we need you to well, write on the road because there could be something, some sort yeah, of inside I think joke a road, we need. Yeah. A road message is probably the best thing that you should do, but I think maybe a better question is what are the things you should not do on the yes. side of the road to get yeah. yourself on TV that would be <laughs> detrimental to the podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm thinking if you make a big sign that says, listen to the Slow Ride podcast, and you lean way out in front of the uh, <laughs> oncoming Peloton, that might be a bad a bad thing to do. Some okay. negative press. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I can't that, say like, hi, Spencer, hi, little guy? <laughs> that would actually be better than saying something specifically about yeah. the podcast. Um, I know you're a... a so, so don't hold the sign that says listen is good press but there is such a thing as as bad press so so don't hold the sign that says listen to the slow ride podcast once that then causes a catastrophic yeah, crash don't yes cause exactly any gotcha. don't do that definitely if, not doing that if you could organize some sort of tractor related art that references the podcast i would be very okay. impressed all right very impressed. that would be good what? i don't know yeah. how much you can integrate yourself into the local farming community in the short amount of time you're going to be there but you're you're good at glad handing, Tim, and I think if any one of the three of us can do it, it's you. How quickly yeah. can you grow a goatee? <laughs> um, Might be a couple years. Th- not, I've never grown a goatee, actually. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Um, because I'm thinking uh, Julian Alaphilippe's out of commission for a little while. Uh-huh. You pick up a yep. world champion striped jersey. Uh huh. You can find those pretty readily available. Right. And you park yourself on the side of the road somewhere. You start signing a few autographs. All of a sudden, <laughs> you're getting wined and dined. People are yeah. buying your beers. Yeah. They're you know they're picking up the tab uh, for you. I'm stealing you. girlfriends. It's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody gives yeah. you a really nice watch. Uh, yeah. Just for oh, doing a few. I forgot about the watch. Yeah, that's um, great. So, you know that I could, could become be a thing the villain. You could do. I could. Uh, I could continue on. Yeah, and when um, when the. Uh, Italian television or sports or somebody interviews you, you just say, Oh, I, you know, I've really been 
you know, relaxing on my, on my recovery here. And uh-huh. I've been listening a lot to the slow ride podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pull this off. This How's is a lot French of work. Accent? I'm just going to do whatever I can to not mess up the race. Um, uh-huh. But I don't even know if Valverde is going to be there. I'm going to assume he's not. He is. Um, oh, no, he's going to be there. He's on the start oh, going to be there, okay. Yeah. So that that's a way to embarrass yourself on okay. TV, for sure. Maybe try and give him a hug at the finish line or something. Should I run with a shirt that says climate change? Like, th- By the way, the guy that's been on the... That guy's like had the best class, <laughs> climate... <laughs> the best um, classic season. Yeah. Multiple podiums. Two podiums. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. been right up there. Yeah, wow. it's actually very impressive. How do we feel about that? Uh, I mean, as much as we love the um, the messaging, what do you what do you think of the uh, the running after like spoiling the um, the victory uh, podium? Like, is it a spoiling or does no. it make it better? I don't know if it necessarily makes it better, but I mean, I don't think it spoils anything. I'm all yeah, for it. As long as it- doesn't affect the racing or get in anybody's yeah. way or cause any danger uh, to to any riders. I, I yeah, has, you know, there, there's has a there long, been any tackling. No, there's a a long-standing tradition of protest during bike races, um, from the farmers at the Tour de France to the riders themselves sitting down to protest uh, the doping searches <laughs> at the um, at the tour there in '98. Uh, you know, both sides of the coin. So. Um, well, yeah, and then I, Hino, I think I think uh, you can't just, do one and, and not appreciate the other. He know just uh, breaking the uh, strike of the the striking workers, uh-huh. uh, yeah, punching people out of the way, straight so, off of the stage. <laughs> so have they? So I guess we haven't really talked. So the gentleman that is running at the finish of the races, right, gets on the course, runs, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, you know, support climate change is a shirt uh, messaging. Does uh. Do the organizers just kind of let him go and then they're just like, ah, just ignore him, like, which is the ultimate response? Or are they doing the full, like, NFL security guard tackle drag? I have no idea. I mean, you've been to a bike race, right? <laughs> like, no one's there watching. <laughs> they don't have people to just do things. You know, like, everybody who's there has probably got six jobs already promoting the race. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think well, anybody's was- got time to track this guy down. Are you yeah, just, no, that's very true. Tim, are you just sore that this, this guy's jumping on some of the biggest races in the, in the world? I'm kind of jealous. And you rode the course at the nature Valley grand prix and got thrown in a cop car for 30 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, were we shocked that the Minneapolis police department did that? No, I mean, they're the worst. No, not at all. Are we, are we surprised that probably, Belgian cops are cooler? Yeah. We probably <laughs> advised you against doing that lap. Um, because, we didn't get arrested. No. Oh, yeah, I think everyone advised me, like, don't do it. The don't do it. All right. So, they don't like fun. <laughs> so the Giro is coming around the corner. That means it's time for the old Giro tune-ups, which is going to be uh, Roman D. Um, little guy, you're a big fan of stage races. So uh, you <laughs> did the time. You you pulled the uh, the short straw. And I think the big uh, story out of this, though, is that a uh, friend of the pod, Tom Skunes, takes the uh, King of the Mountains jersey. Yes. Fantastic result. <laughs> Very nice result. Uh, I guess sticking that one in his in his in his back pocket as he heads off to soon fatherhood. So um, it's a nice nice way to maybe cap your your pre fatherhood career. Yeah. Very true. Do you if you're Tom Skeens right now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you like getting on Etsy or whatever some sort of craft based website? And like buying baby onesies and, and diapers and things that are polka dotted, like climbers jersey mm. style. Like, Probably. are you trying to flaunt that as you Probably. move forward with your parenthood? Yeah, why not? I mean, we've always said that if we had ever won anything of any significance, we would never let anyone forget about it. So, um, yeah, why not? You know, when you're, you're you're at the park and you're like, oh, your kid likes polka dots, and you're like, no, but I've won the climbers jersey at the Tour of Rome <laughs> no, a few times. Absolutely so. <laughs> hates polka dots. <laughs> They're pretty sick of it by now. But uh, I am quite the climber. Uh, he's probably yeah. not doing that. No. I think okay, all right. But but uh, R- Tom's uh, jokes aside, Romandy was a good race, good little tune up. Though I don't, it's this year. It's so close to the Giro. There's really not. It doesn't really work as a Giro tune-up. It's kind of a 
it's, it's like people mm. for the tour, uh, early test of the legs. Uh, Vlasov won the overall. Our boy, Simon Guessing. Yeah. Uh, finishing third. Or Geshka, not Guessing. Geshka. I mean, third. <laughs> proving again that listening to the Slow Ride podcast, even if you've only done it because somebody paid you to know who we are, we were enough to to send us uh, yeah. a message, is worth it. Uh, puts a little speed in the legs. Um, a lot of results yeah. coming there from uh, folks that know we well, exist. He's got big pressure as a former championship belt holder to perform. Uh, you know, this year, so I think he's yeah. really, you know, he's calling a shot. He's saying. Big things on the horizon. Big things. Uh, came super close to winning the TT today as well, though last off against snuck it away. I don't know if you guys caught it, but the like Queen Stage Romedy went one two with Hagita and Vlasov, both new Bora yes. signings, taking the one two there and then and then taking the race it, lead. Eventually, uh-huh. I did see the bike throw kind of win by Hagita over Vlas uh, and then there was like the weird like post was, that me- was I just seeing it wrong it was a little confusing because at least watching it live because he has the the Colombian national champions jersey or whatever he's he, he's sprinting and you see Vlasov trying to come around the outside of him and you think oh man Vlasov's got to get the win over the- wait a minute they're on the same team <laughs> And I'm yeah. not sure if Vlasov remembered he was on Higita's team until the last second and probably the DS <laughs> was like dude just sit up and keep, you know, keep O'Connor from coming around you. Because Vlasov right. posts up a little bit early. Like, he finally figured it out. Like, wait, that's my teammate. And this would look kind of bad if I pipped him right now. <laughs> I'm, uh, I popped open the first cycling here to check on the recent results. And there's Bora all over the place. Sam Bennett winning yeah. today in Frankfurt as well. That's kind of wild. They've been having a great, uh, a great week or so here. They are. I was, I I'm saying that Bora had the best off season transfer window of any team from last season. Like oh. they brought in Higita, they brought in Vlasov, they brought in Bennett and they got rid of that dead weight, Peter Sagan and its entire entourage. <laughs> like That's I can't think true. of another team that, that made such quality pickups and also got rid of like, their expensive max contract. Like yeah. they turned one Peter Sagan and a Daniel Oss and Jurage into like what we see right here is, which is th- three wins, three yeah. wins in two days at big races. Somebody in the management office at Bora is looking really smart right now. That's true. But you know, Peter Super Sagan, smart. he's bringing the results as well. I'm sure. Yeah, it's true. Multiple positives. You're right. <laughs> I for COVID. <laughs> I can't think of any recent results, but I'm sh- I'm sure he's, you know, doing something. Kick him when he's down. I I don't want to make this sound like I'm. Don't want Peter Sagan. I would love like a resurgent Peter Sagan suddenly to come back next year. Yeah, but you know, somebody obviously at Bora saw the writing on the wall and made some super shrewd moves because. I've got to imagine what they were paying Sagan. They probably paid the same amount to Higita Vlasov and Bennett, like combined. And those are yeah. three big riders. Like I'm yeah. sure those guys weren't cheap in cycle in cycling terms, but they were cheap in the grand scheme of of pro pro riders that are going to bring you wins and results. You know, so yeah, mm-hmm. they've they've certainly got their eyes on July. I think with some of those signings, which is uh, very exciting. It's looking very good for them. Those three have to be yes. going to the tour, and those three have looked very good this year. Like, well, yeah. Sam Bennett just popped back up, but he's been kind of missing, and he's back, and he beats Gaviria and Kristoff in a sprint. Well, and they have so. uh, Buckman, too, who has been very good uh, in the past. I don't know if he'll be going to the tour or not. I assume so, but just I think he's going to the Giro, so maybe not. The amount of money they're saving, though, right? Like, you got to assume that the guys that they used to replace the uh, dead weight of that Peter Sagan expiring contract, you know, looking pretty good. Now you got Sam Bennett, who's mm-hmm. not. I mean, Sam, ben- Sam Bennett winning a race that was there any quick step riders in this race, little guy? <laughs> <laughs> I think quick step was in this race. 
Maybe they weren't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't see any see them on the results. (laughs) Yeah, I watched all this race and I didn't see them, so no. Well, that doesn't mean anything uh, based on their results most of the time so far this year. So, uh, wouldn't wouldn't uh, fault you for thinking they weren't there, uh, even if they were. Ah, well, what a wonderful time. Look, I (laughs) try to convince me why the Frankfurt race is cool. Oh, I don't have a good. I, here's why the Frankfurt race was cool for me today. Okay. It's a Sunday. I want to watch some bike racing. We've been watching this great spring classics. We've had one-day races all spring. This transition to stage races is hard on me. I can't get as excited. Oh, it's rough. Yeah. And so I watched the Romandy yesterday on Saturday, and it was good. A mountain's finish. Got a good sprint. Well, I'm like, oh, I'll watch the last day. I forgot it was a TT. I pull it up. It's a TT. <laughs> oh. oh, come on, you know? Yeah. The old so stage race curse. What do I do? Yeah, I'm that's on, the worst I'm on, part about stage races. Yeah, I'm on the GCN app. Hey, there's there's Frankfurt. They got uh, they got a picture of Guillermet on the you know posting up on him. Like, well, that means he's probably in the race. Yeah. All I know yeah. is this is kind of a sprinter's race, but he's an exciting rider. Boom, lured in. The advertising worked. And I end up watching way too much of a not super exciting race. It was fine. Uh-huh. One thing How I will did say he is, do? how did Gourmet do? Uh, I don't know how he finished. I think he, he let out Kristoff. He, yeah. yeah, he was the lead out for Kristoff. Um, so he was there at the finish, but uh, doing him doing the work for the team. I mean, he he brought, signed that sweet four year contract extension. Yeah, and did you Good guys see him. see the pictures of the fans there just to see him? Like, it was insane. <laughs> Like, yeah. A, yeah. like the Eritrean fans were like mobbing the bus. Like Wanty was obviously very shrewd to get that signature and yeah. sign him up for many years because he, he is nothing but uh, super good press for them. Is there a large Eritrean population in Germany? Like a uh, diaspora? I have no idea. Do you think? It, or folks coming from Eritrea? I'm just curious. No, I assume it's not folks coming from Eritrea to see a race because it's not exactly the most open country. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe maybe it's easy to leave, but generally, Europe has not always been the, the easiest place for folks from Africa to just hop on over for a quick holiday. Well, that hasn't I do exactly wonder, been their thing. <laughs> there's a large Eritrean population in the Twin Cities yes. that we know about, right? So, I mean, maybe we got to get Gourmet over to... Uh, how awesome would that be? Do You're the old... We yeah, get the Nature Valley. Did, we get the Nature Valley Grand Prix going again. We can get Wanty. We can send Wanty a message yeah. and be like, "Hey," and Wanty be like, "We don't have anything anyone there can buy. We're a Belgian something. I think we're a supermarket. Maybe are they a supermarket? Yeah, it's the okay, Marche we're a, in Intermarche. We're, we're a supermarket in Belgium, and we have probably other things France. on our jerseys. And they're probably like camper vans and like I don't know." Belgian so stuff. it's a Belgian Belgian engineering firm, which is Wanty, and then a buildings material provider, which is the Grupa Gobert, and then you have the Intermarché, which is a supermarket. Okay. So yeah, you got three different uh, kind of. Uh, this is like that Italian team. It's pretty amazing. The one that no. has all the sponsors. I got like. It's a good it. mix. It's a good mix. Yeah, this is good. But not exactly so, anything that would translate to Minnesota, huh? We could still get no. them here, I bet. We can still get it's good press. It's good press. But the US in general, I think, would go pretty wild for Intermarche making a, oh, yeah. a, a debut here. Um Let's show up at Tour de Gila. Gourmet, obviously, a... uh you know, I think there's probably a few Christoph fans uh around, but um yeah, just, I think if just, they showed up, it would be a pretty big deal, especially or if they showed up to like Belgian Waffle Red, right? Like, what, like what were the big races in the U.S. this weekend? It was like Tour de Gila, eh, mm-hmm. and then Belgian Waffle Ride. Um, we could try to find the results there. I went to their website; they still have a picture from 2018. I think they're still trying to find the results from 2021. I don't know. I'm that's a. F- and then I, I mean, that, um, it, that, talk about a race that was custom built for Taco Vanderhorn. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The Belgian Waffle Ride. Yeah, it's good. And then you, you had think, uh, the whi- uh, the Whiskey 50. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Where is the Whiskey 50? That's a thing? That's in Prescott, Arizona. They had some uh, good old-fashioned uh, fire. Three big races out there in the Southwest. San Diego and then two in Arizona. Yeah. You think that you know they'd find some way to coordinate. 
No, come on. <laughs> it's America. There's probably there's probably a local race on the same day as all those races just to pull well, people away. There's, there's like probably Tuesday nothing uh, nothing the weekend before and nothing the weekend after as well. It's <laughs> the best part. So let's let's do jump in um, Tour de Gila, uh, okay. the big race in New Mexico. Lauren DeCrenzo takes the win on the women's side um, over Chris, Krista Dubel of Education First. And who's this for the Amy D Foundation? Is that friend of the podcast, Austin Killips? Ooh. Absolutely crushing it. Third overall yeah. in GC yeah. on the podium. Not divisible um, by so, 16, but whatever. I mean, it's fine. It's not, but still it's on <laughs> it's the podium. amazing um, result. It's great. I, I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you're going to get at minimum third place at professional races. If you know, Simon Geshka, Austin Killips, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, that's true. Um, pretty indisputable get, fact, get, actually. Yeah. We got to get the word out to more pros. Cause this is, this is, this is better I, than any training program. I will say that Austin, I did see on, uh, Instagram, uh, is looking for a team for the Joe Martin stage race. I think being third place overall at the, the tour de Hila is a pretty good, um, you know, resume builder for some team to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I'd hope so. Tour de Hilo is always the race that, um, the big fish, little pond, and then like quickly local heroes would be destroyed down to like, eh, yeah, they don't have what it takes. Um, mm-hmm. right. Like the, the fast guy in Florida would be like, Oh, I'm going out tour de Hilo. You're like, you go right ahead, buddy. Let's see how it goes. And then, uh, outside <laughs> time limit on like second stage, you're like, Man, that guy really is fast. He crushes all the local KOMs. But when he goes against other pros, you realize that there's always someone faster than you. Yep. Well, like 50 or 100. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes there's only two people. Like happened um, The other uh, uh, big races, obviously, are going to be on the... Um, uh, was that the Belgian Waffle Ride? Yeah. So that's um, the one that Tim, took me forever I, I, to... I didn't see the results for that one. I didn't pay attention all weekend um, to the gravel scene. Um, do you have the results for that, Tim? Um, well, it took me a long time, and I found a really backwards way to do it. I um, I looked at uh, I, I followed the Instagram account of uh, Mariah Will um, of uh, uh, sorry uh, T- Tiffany Cromwell's um, pit staff, uh, a little known guy named Valerie Botas. Uh-huh. And then that's how I eventually found my way to the um, results with Tiffany Cromwell getting third, Flavia getting second, and then Mariah Wilson getting first. So yet another um, uh, great result for uh, uh, Mariah Wilson, who absolutely slayed it, won by 25 minutes at <laughs> the Belgian Waffle Ride in San Diego, wow. uh, um, that, which is uh, awesome. That is a pretty backwards way. Um, why didn't you just go to their website? Well, you think that that would be the way to do it, but when I went to the website, they only had the results from, I think, 2021. They just posted. Um, <laughs> you may remember that the results from this race last time like never showed up. Yeah. Um, on the men's side, Alexei Vermulin takes the win over a gentleman named Matthew Beers and Griffin Easter in third place. Um, <laughs> I Easter? Really? I those sound like names created by Tom Clancy in his next uh, in his next novel. Uh-huh. Um, it is San Diego, so he, they could be special ops. Um, I just um, Tom Cruise. Bel- I really want to like the Belgian waffle ride, but I will say this: Lifetime Grand Prix also hard to find the results there because they didn't exactly do a good job of showing who wasn't in the Lifetime Grand Prix and like what the right, results right. were. But I do know that Lifetime owns an event service called Athlinks, so that one's a little bit easier to find. But let me just ask you guys a question. Okay. If you were going to f- look for results, where would be the first place you would go f- for the Belgian Waffle Ride? BelgianWaffleRide.com. Yeah, well, I think so. I, I think it's BelgianWaffleRide.bike. Cause they're clever and second they don't have the results up there how <laughs> i really want to like this event <laughs> i really do but i don't want to spend more than 10 seconds um, googling other things i want to see how valerie botas did 
And it's really hard to find. So when there's a cross race that happens, I go to crossresults.net and pull up the results. Uh Um, When there's road cycling events, I typically go to firstcycling.com and pull up the results. When, where, is there a repository for gravel events? Because... It seems well. There to is me, a repository for gravel events. It's called the Gravel Hall of Fame. Well, no. See that? Now you're getting to my point. It seems like maybe the gravel scene is a little fractured at the moment. Um, a few different spirits of gravel, uh, as it were. Um, there's there's the Lifetime faction. There's the Waffle Ride faction. There's the Hall of Fame faction. There's a lot of independent uh, uh, promoters out there. But there's no gravelresults.com. Uh, nobody's doing it for the love um, and, and creating this from the ground up. Uh, there's no groundswell uh, for, for results. Maybe, maybe this is in the spirit of gravel, though. Their <laughs> results don't matter. And it's a statement against the professionalization of gravel. Could this Could be... be a legitimate reason why I can't find results anywhere. Could uh, be. As much as I would love to believe that, are you trying to tell? Here's I'm the just joke. spitballing here. I'm, I'm it may be the spirit of gravel, but I think <laughs> I'm really burying the lead here. But Valerie Botas got second place. That Not like to it's... a teammate, which would be pretty normal. But yeah. he did get second place in the 50-mile Wana category, losing by eight minutes. You know what? Major shout out to uh, Landon Dendy. I don't know much about Landon Dendy. He's on Team Velosport, apparently. But um, let me tell you something. You just beat Valtteri Botas. That's pretty awesome. You're like Lewis Hamilton. I mean, he's like a lot of people. Uh, uh, I mean, the canyon, let's just say the canyon goes a little faster than the Alfa Romeo does. Yeah. Um, Anyways, super cool. Is that the biggest story to come out of the Belgian Waffle Ride? Is that once again, um, Tiffany Cromwell's uh, like third place finish, and then um, her little, support like, staff. Her support staff gets second. That's so awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, good stuff. Mariah Wilson, twenty-nine minute victory. Pretty cool to see. Um, one of these days we'll go to a Belgian waffle ride um, and Maybe. we will make sure to go to the uh, posted results and take out our phone to take pictures so then we can share with everybody. Uh-huh. It's very cool. big of us. Yeah. Um, Spencer, yeah. yeah Spencer, well, that's don't what we're you here think, for. I think Spencer, you, I mean, you're basically nominating yourself to create this website at this point. There's probably no, a, program. a little bit. No, I mean, you do. You do have the skills. I do to have um, these bills. What would you use? Would you use like Python yourself? No, I would not. Um, so here's the thing for it to be a legitimate groundswell in the spirit <laughs> of gravel. Yeah. 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 Something. One would need to care a lot about gravel yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, uh, you know, want to put in the amount of effort required, which is uh, minimal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I, uh, I'm just not there yet. What if there was a groundswell of like three or four promoters giving you money to do it or something? If there was a gra- a groundswell of <laughs> cash, that could change the tune. Yes, that's, absolutely. That's your favorite kind of groundswell when it comes to programming. <laughs> 100%. Oh, yeah. And then the other race in the Southeast, uh, gentlemen, um, I don't know if you were watching, but I was over at a friend of the podcast, Bill Shiken's Instagram account, um, okay. CX Harris. And he was doing an amazing job of tracking the uh, the Whiskey 50 in Prescott, Arizona. Keegan Swenson absolutely slayed it. Um, destroyed Finsterwald. Um, Keegan's looking pretty good going into Unbound in about three weeks. And then Alexa Scarda takes the, the win on the women's side. All right. Pretty awesome. That's it. Where's that? Arizona? That's Arizona. It's probably the, you know, it's not as cool as um, Schwamigan, <laughs> but it's a pretty big prize list and a lot of people show up for it. It's like a 50 yeah. mile ride. So. All right. 
Anyway. Hey, Tim, speaking of mountain bike races, last week maybe, maybe the week before, you were like, little guy, will you do the Minnesota mountain bike series with me if I move back? And I said, sure. Yeah, and I... And, and good thing I didn't because I saw it got postponed the first well, stage. Yeah, not a day later, I I get the emails from this. Somehow I'm on their mailing list still. I haven't done a race for years. Hey, I added come you. out, come out and do the <laughs> Woolly Mammoth. I was like, man, that's paying attention to my to my podcast. And then uh, then I get the thing a couple of days later. Yeah, it's canceled because it's Minnesota, it's Wisconsin. That means if it rains at all, the race is canceled. Yeah, <laughs> don't buy um, mud tires. <laughs> don't buy mud tires at all can you imagine trying to sell mud tires to mountain bikers in minnesota you're gonna go broke so quick no i mean why do you need them anyway um famously all the trails get closed yeah, yeah. famously yeah. uh dirt zamboni trails there in minnesota just beautiful flowing smooth trails um yeah, i don't know why ride. you need treads at all really you really don't that's the thing i've ridden like on some like 32 inch road slicks over at at, <laughs> at worth and it's yeah. fine like yeah <laughs> sometimes um, i was looking on those trails i came home uh from a bike ride uh yesterday i know it's i have to i saw spencer was riding last week and i was like all right i gotta start getting my my time in because schwam again i don't want to hear the end yeah. of sounds like of little it, guy's but, in trouble too He's and not um miles. Uh, I had yeah a cold. so i looked at my mountain bike and um single speed I got to get the gearing right. Rigid uh-huh. front fork. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm running the rigid. I, I'm stoked. Um, hat still haven't been on it in about a year and a half. Don't know if it fits anymore. Um, but you know, you, think you got taller. Yeah, you still growing. You're hitting your 40 year old growth spurt. <laughs> That's <You're>... right. <laughs> I'm more worried about like I'm not as flexible as I once used yeah. to be. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, uh, riser yeah, stem. We need to get you hooked yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a. It's got a. It's got a pretty sweet drop. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm absolutely ready to crush it. So uh, I can't wait to uh, ride with you guys. Um, well, cool. Let's check in with our very own Belgian waffle ride correspondent Michael Matthews. See how he took it this week in San Diego. Hey, this is Floyd Landis. If you want to listen to the Slow Ride podcast, go ahead. I don't. All right, guys, here we are in the Prem Lap. Mm-hmm. And once again, we'd like to thank all listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out how you can support the network. And major shout out to all the folks that have bought one of the Slow Ride Podcast episode 300 limited edition jerseys or t-shirts. I am happy, <laughs> happy to uh, report that we are sold out of many many jersey t-shirts most <laughs> most, most of them sizes, yeah people have heated the call and uh we're now down to the dregs so yeah. head over it's, there it's a good feeling <laughs> tim uh tim hit me up he said he's going to europe he's going to the Giro. needs a slow ride shirt trying to trying to crash the peloton get on camera get yeah. us some publicity i said that's a bad uh-huh. idea but i'll send you a shirt regardless what size do you need and he said well, I need an XL. And I said, well, we're all out. And then he said, well, I guess maybe I can squeeze into an L. And I said, oh, well, they're all gone. And he said, oof, maybe a medium? And I said, no, sorry. <laughs> if I Tim, cut off the sleeves and make it a belly shirt. <laughs> they're all gone. Um, so we sent him a small, he's going to make a back patch and, and sew it onto uh, his backpack. <laughs> well, and, the uh, back patch of the one that I got was little guy's uh, um, Onsa the, the world-famous yeah, yeah. detective of the pandemic. Uh-huh. He's a victim of the pandemic. You know, he once the pandemic lifted, the we haven't, he hasn't made an appearance again. Yeah. I think it's time for yet another radio show, radio play. We should probably do it during the Tour de France um, because we'll be short of content. Um, but I got to yeah. say that uh, I am very, very uh, excited to rock the coolest backpatch in the game Yeah, uh, yeah. with uh, little guy's uh, shirt. Certain to get lots of questions at the Giro from the Italians about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bring a couple shirts to sell out of your bag. Yeah. Looking forward to the report. I think the other one that uh, we need to do is, once again, we got to give major props and shout to Hammerhead for their continued Mm -hmm. support of the podcast. 
If you head over to hammerhead.io right now, you can get one of those uh, super sweet color kits, yes. which are awesome. I was out the other day with a, a friend um, here who is rocking the hammerhead, and he has a green um, computer nice. base. Looks nice. sick. It's just yeah. the right amount of uh, personalization. Touchscreen was awesome. He was showing me all different types of cool features that he's found that I was not able to find um, in <laughs> mine. Uh, you know, and I was like jealous. I was like, "Ooh, I got to go get another Karoo uh, 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 too because they look sweet." Check it out. So for a limited time, our listeners can get a custom color kit and an exclusive water bottle free with a purchase of her, her Hammerhead Karoo too. Visit hammerhead.io. And use the promo code SLOWRIDE at checkout. Um, Spencer, how's your hammerhead looking on all those rides you've been doing lately? Uh, it's looking exquisite. Um, I, as you know, in a new area, kind of heavily relying on the maps uh, feature and the navigation and super, super enjoying it. Um, just looks great. It's bright. Like you can see it when the sun's shining on things. Like it's just all the little things that you don't even realize are issues are yeah. noticeable because they're not issues anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's just a very good, like the user experience is quite high, um, with the career too. So, um, I'm, I'm coming, uh, I from thought the, the touch screen is super res responsive. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. kind of one it's, of the things that sticks out to me. Cause the, it's when I've used other brands, touch you know? screens, they don't yes. work in the hot weather. Ah, that's interesting. Huh. When it's sweaty. They do on yeah. the career too. Sweaty paws, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 you know how like your iPhone or your Android has a certain kind of swipe style that we're all used to and the touchscreen yeah. finesse. Um, the GPS computer technology has never really made it there. <laughs> no. Uh, no. It's, it's been quite far off of yeah. that um, user experience that we're used to. Uh, and I think the career two from Hammerhead really bridges that gap. So, I would recommend it to anybody. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I like the different uh, kind of settings I can have set up for indoor, outdoor, whatever. If I have my power meter and my heart rate, you can just easily swap between uh, setups and uh, and just ride. And it's great. But yeah, listeners, get the free co custom color kit. Um, you can go with green or whatever other color you want and the premium water bottle, all included for free with your purchase of the Karoo 2. Head over to hammerhead.io. Use the code SLOWRIDE when you check out to get yours today. It's exclusive. It's limited. And it's only for our podcast listeners. Yeah, nowhere else. Let's get back to the show. Hello, this is Shireen from Alaska Lions, and I don't listen to the podcast. All right, guys, here we are, and the mailbag is booming. Uh -oh. I'd like to remind everybody, email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. It is for the best place to get in touch with us these days, as our Instagram is still out of commission. Yeah. You know, I went on the old Instagram, and uh, I got the prompt, and it was like, oh. you may not be 18. How old are you? And I was like, obviously I'm eight because I'm a podcast. Right. It's, yeah. So we're back in yeah. the doghouse. Yeah. And then it said, oh, it's only going to take 10 days to get your account back. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, I don't think they're giving it back. I mean, I filed the appeal and they never did anything. And it says what, there's like six days left now. So. I mean, that's, uh, you know. It was fun while it lasted. The, they got the yeah. AI on it. I'm sure the um, machine learning I'll uh, call it algorithms Zuck. over at the meta headquarters are uh -huh. cranking through the code, trying to make sure they've got little guys' uh, information correct. Yeah. I And like I said, Zuck and I, we go way back. We actually were members of the Facebook cycling team. Um, mm. so, <laughs> so we're going to crush some miles and then I'll ask him. All right, guys, here we are in the mailbag. Major shout out to everyone that emails us. 
We got our first email here from our friend in Canada, Life, who's hitting us up. It says, Dear Slow Ride, another one of my frequent emails to you. I listened with interest this morning to your segment on Lael Wilcox and her conflict with the official timekeeper of the Arizona Trail FKT, a position I assume he holds based on building the trail himself and installing some sort of official <laughs> timekeeper setup at either yes. end to monitor FKT attempts. How did yes. you know that's how it works? Perfect. Oh. In your segment, you seem very dismissive of the timekeeper's rules around media presence and family support, <laughs> but I would suggest you think through the impacts of these rules and see the benefits to the fairness they provide. Okay. Okay. First, I should admit that I am a relatively new follower of professional cycling since 2016 or so. I know there are some troubles around unfairness and cheating in the prior decades, and I am sure we had followed the timekeeper's logic. Things would have been much more fair with no media and cameras around cyclists. Take USPS's now disqualified DTDF dominance. If there was a media presence in the bus, surely that would have provided them more advantage than whatever mere camaraderie they were building at the time. Less investigation of cyclists makes a fairer event. I believe it. I I think we extend the no family rule. We can also develop cycling better. One look at the junior ranks and we can see the benefits. Imagine a junior race where the juniors with family support were removed. How much fairer <laughs> it would be for the participant. Yeah. If we were to rescind all of the local race results where a family member showed up to take photos, I would personally appreciate that. Given the complete mediocrity of my cat four showing over the past few years. I think at base, the Arizona Trail timekeeper just wants to return the era of true amateur sport when athletes mm-hmm. weren't mm-hmm. paid to compete and simply relied on external wealth sources like their child labor <laughs> garment factory or steel mill inheritance. Yes. At least Matt would enjoy the increased competitive level in the rail bike scene. Cheers yep. from Canada. Life. Yeah, you, he's oh. totally right. We need to make this. We need to make cycling more exclusive. Yeah. No. Financially, especially. It could, it could be more expensive. It could. We could do it. I mean, it continues to get more expensive uh, somehow every year, so. Oh, that was a good one. It was. That was solid. I think uh, I think there's something to the um, removing all junior parents from. I think that, like, let's the split scene. the sarcasm here, right? Like, there's the sarcasm on the, you know, the FKT side that, like, it's ridiculous that she was banned for having media coverage. But the juniors having their parents removed from the event, that's a pretty grand idea. I actually really like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I have never been more frustrated in my experience of being a race promoter than dealing with parents that were so disgruntled that their kid only got a water bottle for finishing in fifth place. It's true. This is ridiculous. Then they walked away very huff, huff and puff as Didn't their kid was the loading bottle. the $6,000 bike onto their... Range Rover. <laughs> yeah. The next email comes to us from Heinrich. Hausler? Is this Heinrich Hausler? Could hmm. be. I mean, could be another did, one. Wait, how did he do last weekend? Let's pull up those <laughs> race results and I have no idea. Okay, go on. Not a donkey. On the 13th of July, 1996, Rolf Sorensen won a stage at the Tour de France in Super Bessa. The gift from the town of Bessa was a cow with a calf. Being in the middle of the bike race, Sorensen asked Bernard Hinault if he could take care of the cow. The cow went to Hinault's farm in Breton, and Sorensen never came back to pick up the cow. Maybe Hinault's farm is the place they look for the donkey. Regards, Heinrich. Then it's a picture of Sorensen with the cow. Wow. Okay. I that's, think this is a solid that's a idea. That's great. It's a new lead for sure because this it, is a solid lead. If I am reading between the lines correctly, um, Heinrich is essentially giving us a clue that Bernardi now may be a trophy thief, um, maybe some sort of cat burglar esque character no. that is. But what? Creeping around stealing professional cycling trophies from riders that rightfully won them. Well, what's not to say that, I mean, Hino was working for the tour at this point. He's working in the podium presentation. This is a total kickback scheme. He was oh. like, hey, if you win, you'll win 50 bucks and a cow, air quotes. 
Yeah, we're pretty close to, to my farm. <laughs> g- give me the cow back because yeah. I've had, I've I've lost some cows lately. <laughs> I don't know why he's losing cows. He's probably he's probably pushing them over. You seen how pushy he is? You think he's pushing cows over? He's training. Oh, could be just oh just professional cow tipper. Yeah. Oh man. This is a good lead. I I was saying the other day that like what happens immediately after like my guess is the donkey never made it back to the states and it went. I think let's go back to the tape. Who oh. handed him the donkey? We're gonna have to like what did tape? George have oh. to do immediately after winning the donkey? <laughs> you know, so he probably had to like put his arms down, and free yeah. him up. Yeah, like, well, hey, I went on the bus, put it on a seat, laid down on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you just do for some reason. And yeah. then who, who comes by? No media in the, the bus seat. to to let us yeah, know. Yeah, no when, media in the bus yeah. to track what's going on. This no. is just as, what a shame. This is a crime of the century. We're so, going to have to figure this one out. Was Was Frankie riding for USPS at that time? Was he at that race? Because that's, we could we no. could probably... Run, get somebody to run into him at a race in the U.S. and ask. I don't him. think he was. Um, I think the key that we, if we really want to unlock this case, George would be able to talk to us more if we rented some rooms at his hotel. I think that's what he. <laughs> he's angling. You know, he's been angling for years. Yeah, um, like you know, buy asking, him some wine. Let's have a nice conversation. He can just him. tell us a bunch of lies. Yeah, the message is loud and clear that. Uh, you know, the, it's reciprocated um, both ways here. Everybody's on board, but uh, he's he's drawing a hard line in the sand that we need yeah. to rent those rooms. Oh, enough about me. I'm sure that you have a grand blowout planned for the incoming 400th edition of the podcast. But it, Abs- if yeah, not, absolutely. it would be wonderful to hear from your listeners for a change. Where in the world are they? What are they doing as they listen in? What are they riding these days? Can anyone actually ride a bike? Ask the listeners to send in a quick audio message in and curate a show which showcases how worldwide you are. All contributors enter a prize draw in which the 16th out of the hat gets a choice of those pass the sell-by date t-shirts. <laughs> Rob from the Pharaohs. That's um, not a terrible idea. I think it's a pretty good idea. No, Little guy, as our editor... Yeah, How, sounds like a lot of work on the editing side. But. I I think I think we could use some sound bites for some folks for the four yeah. 400th episode of the Slow Ride podcast. I think people can go to their um, voice memos on their um, their old uh, phones, record something, just email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. Just send it to us in the uh, I don't know, little guy. What do you use a wave file? Sure, a wave file. MP3s, great. yeah, yeah. Just send MP3, it over to us. Yeah. We can always. We can always throw that in the podcast, episode 400. We'd love to hear um, if you yeah. actually ride a cool. bike and where you are and who who's your favorite personality on the podcast. If it's oh. Spencer or a little guy, definitely tell us who it is. It's got to be a competition. We can't. We just can't do one thing where we don't compete. <laughs> this is a competition I'm prepared to lose because I win them when it matters on the bike. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We'll see. We'll I, oh, see. I am 100% going to get last place if we were going to ask a popularity contest on the podcast because I have to keep you yahoos in line. And the whole pronunciation thing may come back to bite me. Yeah, I think that's going to be your downfall. Um, yeah. You know, people, could, people hear the stroke story, but they don't they don't believe it. Nobody's buying no, that, Tim. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't personally. I think it's all a conspiracy um, that you've been... I am having a little bit of concerns because the stroke came on episode 200. Yeah. 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 The multiples, even multiple, like every, you know, hmm. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting theory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, morbid theory, but there you go. Um, the other thing that you could do is you could record a voice memo and then just DM us on Instagram. Just send it right there and we'll make sure to get it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Little guy, no reaction. Yeah. Yeah, little guy. He's kind of over it. I mean, what am I going to do at this point? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Well, yeah, well, if we don't get back soon, we're going to have to grab the um, username, like the Slow Ride Pod 2 or something, um, and start to rebuild our social media empire. Uh, we had a lot of followers. We're just going to have to buy more followers again. I mean, yeah. 
No, this is getting expensive. Definitely not. Never. The thing is, if uh, have you guys looked honestly? Like we built up a pretty good social media following. Have you noticed some of the other numbers that uh, uh, other cycling-based fan accounts get? They're pretty. They're pretty hefty. Are they? Um, pretty hefty. Yeah, and I I feel like we're either lagging way behind or we're not spending nearly enough money buying fake followers. Um, and I can't, I'm not sure. Honestly, do you have examples? No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna roll somebody yeah, under the bus yeah. uh, right yeah. this moment. But yeah, there are plenty. You want to roll that uh, that team bus back over everybody? Yeah. Right. There's plenty between the old 15k and 50k kind of range that I'm like, that's way too many cycling fans. I don't believe that that many exist. <laughs> <laughs> and we hustle hard. We hustle pretty hard. I think. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think we do good work. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, to sit around, you know, three k, four k. I think that's, I think that's We've, fair and reasonable. We finally crossed the four k mark on Twitter, and I think we were well on the way on Instagram. But I forgot. I can't check. I have no idea how many Instagram followers we had. Uh, um, it was probably so, a million. I'd say a million, million, million one. Yeah, maybe. Well, and I need your guys' advice. So as you know, I've got the climb. I'm going to build up the climb in the next like week or two. Um, uh-huh. so that's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I totally um, believe that. I, no, no, no. It, I, I'm not going to build it up, but you know, my, my friends over at Winter Park Cycles will be building it up. But I do need a little bit of advice from you guys. Okay. The advice that I need is I think it, the time has come to sell my cargo bike. Oh. The cable actuated steered cargo bike. Um, takes up a lot of part, spot, uh, a lot of space in the garage. Um, sure, sure. To be honest, I like cargo bikes, but I like the way the bullet rides better. Um, it has the rod steering and also the 700C rear wheel versus the 220s on the or 224-inch wheels on the um, the Yuba. Wait, 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 wait! You have a rear and a front 24. What is this on this thing? No, sorry, 20, it's 20, 20, 20 inch. inch wheels. 20 inch wheels. It's the Yuba Supermarche. My bad. Okay. And, but it's not an e bike. Like uh, the cargo, I, I want the e bike, right? Like okay. so this one, I actually have to pedal hard. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I oh, fully support this, um, especially uh, as in your build up to the Schwamigan race. Yeah. I think an e bike is ideal for you uh, i think you should be doing as little work as possible yeah yeah i just i i am a big fan of cargo bikes this mm-hmm. one is a tank so i either want a long tail like a big easy uh-huh. um or i want a um like a bullet um friend of the pod uh spencer in columbus ohio just ordered one and i started getting really jealous of it looks pretty sweet and well, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about uh, cycling getting more expensive, uh, <laughs> e cargo bike is well, uh, I mean, that's going for more than a Peter Sagan edition specialized uh, Venge or whatever. Well, that gets me to my next point is that uh-huh. the cycling market seems to be softening up a little bit. I'm wondering if we're getting to the point where <laughs> EPs start to come back a little bit. Uh, I don't Remember think the so. glorious days when we used to have an account through the old messenger service. It doesn't sure. really happen anymore. Bikes no. were really expensive at retail. <laughs> Very expensive. The best. Um, so I spent five years as a bike messenger and we had mm-hmm. uh, the, the wholesale account. And then I spent about a decade in the bike industry. Well, mm-hmm. I obviously had to even even better pricing uh, yep. available. And I, I just like, I never understood. Like I was like, this is crazy. Bikes are still so expensive, even with these massive yeah. discounts. I don't, I don't understand how anyone does it. And then I stopped working in the bike industry and guys, it's, you, you just buy them. It's fine. Um, so my advice to you guys is maybe don't work with bikes anymore. <laughs> maybe get a doctor that. job a lawyer job um, yeah yeah look into uh consulting you don't even need to do anything for consulting you just need consulting to consulting does seem to make be a the business uh, card the meal you're ticket good to out. go yeah 
um, you know, get get a nice uh, get a nice fancy watch, and pretty much anybody will believe whatever you're saying as far as consulting is concerned. It is pretty uh, insane how expensive cycling is, but man, so I'm gonna sell this cargo bike. Um, okay, all right, sounds good. How much is a what what is the wait time? I guess I'm not even cared about the price. What is the wait time if you were to order a bullet, like an e bike bullet frame right now? Just frame even. I, I mean that's well, got to be a couple together. months. I'm assuming. So, right? it, at Tim, the, at the minimum, that's what I'm saying. You got to order this thing now and then start selling the bike, or you're going to be bikeless for like six to eight months. Well, judging by the client that's in a box five years later in his garage, I don't know if that's going to be a problem. I, well, I, I'm bike, okay with bikeless, the bike. bikeless for getting around with, with the kids. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's a different situation. I'd be lost without the cargo bike at this point. So handy and helpful. And I'd have to pull a trailer around or drive, and it would make me upset. Yeah, Tim, Either why don't way. you just get a trailer? Like a Burley? Yeah. Or one of those inline it. trailers? It's not Either way. Nice. Okay. Maybe that's what I'll do. Anyway, I'm gonna try to figure it out. I'm just—it it, just—it—it's the time. I just haven't been able to ride it as much as I used to. You know, taking the kids to school and stuff. And now, sure. um, my yeah. oldest uh, um, little Heimar is—he's uh, really into scootering, like those little two-wheel like Razor scooters. He takes that thing sure. everywhere. Okay. Yeah. I think it's his for his way to rebel against me. He doesn't want to touch the bike. He doesn't want anything to do with the bike. But man, he loves those scooters. It makes sense. Um. He's probably rebelling partially too because uh, I think he's naturally inclined to be a climber, and you yeah. won't relocate from Florida. So you know he's probably like, well, "Screw you! I'm going to rebel. Or I'm <laughs> going to become a scooter guy." Yeah. And, uh, can you do any tricks? Because I think I think if he can do some tricks, he could get into like some X Games or something and actually make some money uh, on a on a sport <laughs> rather than getting into cycling and uh, you know. Oh God! Yeah, I you know it's like um. So I play hockey, right? I mean, there's like hockey and like that's still not like crazy. I mean, they make a lot of money, but it's not like crazy intense. But there's yeah. a lot of people that really want their kids to play hockey, but there's a limited amount of spots. Why would you ever want your kid to be a cyclist, to be like really like a pro cyclist, like paying all that money to get him out to like the, the talent development camps at USA Cycling? Mm-hmm. There's not very many jobs. There's not like there's a ton of college scholarships out there. No. It just doesn't, um, yeah. And we're not in Belgium. Mm. I don't so. think anyone in America wants their kid to be a cyclist. <laughs> they just accept it. <laughs> but you got to, yeah, like it says, you got to accept your kids for who they are. And yeah. If they decide to go into this dead-end profession where there's really no hope of making any money. And I don't mean to disparage anyone, but is is professional cycling in America, is that like being a line cook or something? Like you're just not, it's just... That's pretty much it. Like you have no ambition to be the head chef. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're just like oh, we're phoning really, it in. Really, <laughs> wow. We're, we're going to get a lot of emails on this. <laughs> a lot of line chefs. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for people to send in their voice memos of where they listen to the <laughs> podcast. I'm like, oh. <laughs> ah, in the back, you know, in the kitchen. No, none of us, none of us could, could get to that level. No, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Can no. you imagine the three of us running a restaurant? I mean, I'd clearly be front of the house. Yes. I'm going to be the barista. (laughs) Ah, well, gentlemen, it's yet another uh, podcast. Only 12 more to go to the 400th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. (laughs) I'd like to thank all of the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out how you can support the bevy of shows on the network. We'd also like to thank Hammerhead for their continued support. Head to hammerhead.io and pick up a crew too. Get the custom color kit and a free water bottle. Put them all in your cart and use the promo code SLOWRIDE and you get two of those three items for free by using the promo code SLOWRIDE. We'd also like to thank all of the emails and tweets sent to the SLOWRIDE pod. Mm-hmm. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. <laughs> This is Matt Minneapolis. 
And this is Spencer in Western Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Dear cycling friends, we accept the fact that we have created the premier gravel and road racing podcast, and we don't think you're crazy to ask us who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a hobby blogger, a gravel pro, and a curious newbie. And you can find us on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours the Grodio Podcast.